Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm glad we're talking about this book. I actually finished it really quickly. And then I probably have read four other books since this book. And so I'm like, I'm starting to forget what happens in this this book. We better hurry up and chit chat about it. I'm having the same problem, actually, because I read this book. And then now I think I'm also on my fourth book. Oh, I forgot this. I forgot that. But honestly, this book is kind of long. And a lot happens. So maybe it's yeah. better that I forgot a lot of the details so that way we could try to record the podcast and not have it be three hours long. Yeah, well, we can try. All right, so then we should probably dive right in. Today's book is Ruthless King by Allison Ames. It's book number one in the Ruthless Warlords series, and it is touted as a dark mafia Omegaverse faded mates romance. Oh, it's a mouthful. Yeah, let me tell you, when I started, I just started this book. And as soon as I read the word mafia, I'm like, oh, brother. Oh, boy, here we go. And I actually ended up, I was surprised that I, uh, my reaction to this book. Okay. Yeah. Um, He's not only in the mafia, he is the mafia king. And he's described as dominant, hard, possessive, and determined to bend innocent Omega Dahlia to his will. He's also an alien. This is like a sci-fi alien romance. So it had a lot of things happening in it. (laughs) Yeah, a a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But because there's multiple books, I'm sure that that's why, right? They're setting things up for the other books that are to come. Yes. This book is told in dual POV, which is good because I don't, I really, really like dark romance, but I don't like dark romance if I'm only getting one point of view. Well, that's interesting because I, I kind of had a hard time reading this book. I normally don't read, I guess, dark romance. And we'll have to talk later about what is your definition of dark romance, or we could talk now. I don't know, but I have a hard time reading these Omegaverse books and apparently avoid them like the plague. <laughs> well, there's dark romance and then there's Omegaverse and this just happens to have both. You could have a dark romance that's like a normal, like they're both humans, I should say, like a, a normal set in, you know, America oh. sort of romance and it's still a dark mar- mafia romance. Okay, but it, are is it just the Omegaverse that they're overly dominantly mean no oh yeah see i don't that's what dark romances are Mm -hmm. yeah usually yeah i have a hard time reading that i lived that so (laughs) i don't need to read it yeah 
Okay. But let's let's talk about this. Yeah, the only thing I want to say before we like dive in is this is a dark romance, but the author does not put any trigger warnings at the beginning of the book. So I feel like we should maybe say a couple trigger warnings before we continue. Yeah, yeah I agree. Go ahead. Mm, so this one is pretty dark. I think this is probably the darkest book we've read for this podcast. It, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it definitely has the alpha and omega. He dominates her dynamic. There is spanking. There is some punishment. There is attempted suicide. I think that might be it. There's and if I'm forgetting something, on... there might be more stuff that comes up. Well, what about the the father's abuse? The whole dynamic is just like, wow, this is intense. Yeah, like physical abuse. Yeah, that's why I think I read it so fast it's like i uh, honestly to people that are listening i had a hard time um i couldn't take notes in this book because i told rachel the only way i'm gonna get through this book is if i read it really fast and when i highlight stuff in a book it slows me way down and i'm like i'm not gonna get <laughs> get through this book i'm gonna have to bail because it's it is pretty dark. And if you don't like that, then be forewarned. Yeah, skip okay. this episode if you're not into that kind of stuff or if it's going to trigger something in you. But still like us. Well, it has nothing to do with us. It has to do with the book. So <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. We didn't know. We didn't know when we picked this. So go ahead. Let's start talking about this book. In this book, we have 24-year-old Dahlia, and the book starts with her being dragged around by her dad. Her dad's name is Olin London, and she, I guess that day, had signed a bridal contract to become something called the Prime Omega to the eldest son of the Varish Crime Syndicate. However, now, all of a sudden, she seems to be in a lot of trouble. So she, the book opens, she's very confused, her dad's really pissed off. He's like physically dragging her around and like taking her somewhere. We right. find out that her father is one of 12 members in the Brotherhood, which is the elite organization of the most powerful crime families in the galaxy. She doesn't know why she's in so much trouble, but she thinks it has something to do with the money and jewels that she's been stealing and hiding over the years. Uh, her ultimate goal is escape for her, her mother, and her sister. They're all Omegas. Or she thinks maybe another reason she could be in trouble is because she has something called a gift. We'll find out more about yes. that later. She thinks that the fact that her gift is not working might have been found out. And so now she's being punished. Yeah, because her father is promoting the fact that she has this quote unquote gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're basically lying about her still having this gift. Yeah. So chapter one ends with her getting shoved into this room. And as soon as she gets shoved into the room, all the walls <laughs> compress on her and she is stuck in the submissive position, which yeah, happens a lot that. in this book, the submissive position. Mm -hmm. Her chamber that she's in now ends up getting hauled in front of the entire brotherhood. Chapter one ends with her locking eyes with the ruthless king. Yeah. I will admit that the... The whole time this was happening, I was picturing the beginning of Lilo and Stitch, where Stitch <laughs> gets hauled in front of the council of people. 
Oh, uh, I didn't see that. So yeah, that was not my, that is not what I was picturing, but I could see the whole thing in my head. Mm -hmm. And her father is such a sick, twisted, dominant fuck that at one point he tells her, because she's like, what's happening? I don't know what's going on. And he tells her to shut up and tells her there's only one good use for an Omega's mouth. And if you don't shut yours, I will forget you're my first daughter and allow these guards to shove it full of alpha cock here and now. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is disgusting. Yeah, her dad is not nice at all. Yeah, understatement. So the book starts very uh, fast paced, very high anxiety right from the jump. Chapter two, fortunately, we get from the ruthless king's perspective. His name is Nikolai and Mm -hmm. he is practically shredding the chair that he's in because his claws have come out and he's so like amped up watching all of this happen to her. And we find out from like his thoughts that he's been plotting to get Dahlia for a very long time, and he finally can. He wants her for revenge, dot, 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 possibly something else, but we don't know what mm-hmm. yet. But his main right. goal getting her is revenge because Nikolai hates Dahlia's father and her family. Yeah, hate is an understatement. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I, I forgot to mention before we started this, is the, the cover, the artwork on the cover of this book to me, is so freaking hot. He, he does, is beautiful. He, You just get like a torso shot of him and he does look very good. Yes. Nikolai hates her family and there's been this ongoing feud between their families. Dahlia's dad is actually trading her to Nikolai <laughs> in exchange for his gambling addiction debt being paid off. They agree to the exchange for her to clear his debts But then they also discuss this feud that is happening between Nikolai's family, the Skolovs, and her family, the Londons. Nikolai blames Olan for the murder of his mother and his twin younger siblings. So now the Brotherhood is going to be investigating that claim. Yes, because Nikolai's claiming that her father is a liar and he's murdered his family and it's going to be hard to convince the brotherhood so he's trying to get evidence at this point just when you think her dad can't get any worse he ups the bastard um act it's not even an act he's just as a bastard by he invokes something called an assessment of his daughter before he agrees to pass her on to Nikolai, at this point, Nikolai goes into a rage over the development, but he agrees. I don't think we should really say what the assessment is. It's just really gross. It's bad. It's like her being checked for being intact mm-hmm. and being like untried if you read historical romance. <laughs> She's in a room with two people and the 12 people that make up the brotherhood are looking down almost like an arena. They're all circling her. They're in these shatterproof glass containers so they can be witness to whether she is intact or not. And she's just freaking out. She can't believe this is happening. I did like that 
her being led to the area to get assessed was in her POV, but then when she actually was assessed, it was in his POV. So that yeah. made it a little less stressful for me to read, but it was still very high stress. This is when I decided I can't take time to highlight this book. <laughs> I have to just keep reading, power through it. Like I said, the assessment happens in his POV, and we actually get some background information about how Nikolai feels about Dahlia and the fact that he has actually met her before, which I thought was yes, interesting I, and I didn't expect it. Yeah, when they were kids. She gets assessed. It's horrible. He ends up slipping into basically a battle rage as soon mm -hmm. as the assessment is over. And he ends up breaking through the shatterproof glass that is blocking him from her and everyone else. And yes. he, at that point, is like, I must protect the Omega and I'm going to murder the betas that were in the room doing the assessment. But she's able to like ask him, like, please don't leave me or something like that. Like, please like stay here with me. And so he does. This is when we find out that she is actually his fated mate. And I guess they also get matching a uh, wrist tattoos or like markings that distinguish yeah, they them as faded mates. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was different. I liked it. Yeah, and the more time they spend together, the darker the, the markings will be more noticeable or something. Right. The next chapter starts and it's actually 15 years earlier. Olan is a new alpha mafia boss on the ice planet Abzal. Nikolai's mother is an Omega that Olan has claimed. So now we get to see how they met. Now we see how Dahlia and Nikolai meet when Olan came to that planet at one point, basically just to like visit the mom so he could have sex with her. <laughs> yeah. And he decides to take Dahlia along with him. He even takes his wife, Dahlia's mom. Yeah. He just like, mm -hmm. he's like, oh, let me take the whole family so I can visit my, you know, yeah. concubine on this time. ice planet. <laughs> yeah. When Dahlia meets Nikolai, she wants to help him. And she even tells him that she has plans for her and her baby sister and her mom to leave. And she understands that he's in like a bad situation and that it, his lot in life is not unfair. But at one point during their interaction, she ends up touching him. And that's kind of when the bonding mark first appeared. And she gets the first um, glimpse of her gift happens at yeah, this point. Her, right. Her vision. Her gift is that she can see visions, but they're not really visions. They're actually memories, which I thought was kind of weird. Well, yeah, for a long time, there are things that she's seeing things that happened in the past. Yeah, I she, thought that was kind of odd, too. She sees things that happened in the past. It's kind of weird. I'll explain more later why it kind of confused me for the majority of this book. Her gift. Okay. All right. She ends up going to leave. She gives him a necklace that is full of jewels. And she says, you know, keep this, use it to buy your freedom. Like my dad won't notice. Like obviously at this point, she's like nine. She's already been stealing jewels and starting her plan to get away. So she gives him that necklace to help him. But their interaction is actually cut short when there's a fire in the house. And this fire ends up killing his mom and his twin younger siblings. Yeah, I was confused when the, I was like, what's happening? But then yes, his poor mother. So now we're back in present day. 
As soon as Nikolai and Dahlia are alone, he removes the tracker that she had in her from her family, but then he ends up replacing it with his own. And then he tries to force her to have a vision, but nothing happens. He can't get it to work. Yeah, and that was the whole, not the whole reason he wanted her, but he wants to use her against her family. And unless she starts having visions, that's of what he wants to her to see as proof. Because when she has these visions or memories, I guess they're visible for people that are standing there. They see them too. Is, is that correct? Because it's, I understood it like it's a movie being shown and anybody around her can see it or it gets projected into everybody's head. I, is that correct? When the book started, I was definitely picturing a movie projector playing over her head. But then mm -hmm. towards the end of the book, I think actually it gets shown in their mind. So that way, if, yes. you're, if okay. you're close enough to her, then you're seeing it in your mind. But for a long time, I read it and I did picture them popping up over her head like a thought bubble. <laughs> yeah, right. That's exactly what I thought. Mm -hmm. But, I, but don't then think that's the, I don't think that is correct. I think it goes, it's projected into other people's minds. Mm hmm. Nikolai goes to consult a doctor about her visions, and he thinks that she's blocking the visions from happening. He's also really mad that he's feeling the bond also. I have to read this quote because it was his interactions with the doctor were hilarious to me. Yes, they. I agree. He goes up to the doctor and he says to the doctor, there's some kind of block and the throbbing in my wrist, gums and dick won't stop. I... I can barely think. All I want to do is breed her. And then the doctor responds, yes, my Lord, that, that is to be expected. And then Nikolai says, I do not want to be affected. And then a long silence. And then the doctor says, it is the bond, Alpha Lord. It works both ways. <laughs> and then all he does is growl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Mm -hmm. At this point, he returns to her. He's basically going to hate fuck her. And I, I actually was getting a little nervous at this point. Because I was like, oh, fuck. Is he going to rape her? Like I said, he's going to hate fuck her into having a vision. But he can't do that because they get interrupted by an attack on the ship. He goes from being a total asshole who's like threatening to like force her into having this vision by like fucking it out of her. But then when the attack happens, he curls around her and like protects her. So that way when they like crash into the wall, she doesn't get hurt. At yeah. least he's being a jerk. But then for this kind of stuff, he's being nice. And then she purred for him. Yeah, I've never. I think it was the first time I've read the female purring. Usually it's the male purring to calm the female. But yeah, she starts purring and he loves it. This is from her point of view. So she's thinking about like, oh, he was a jerk, but he's kind of nice. She thinks that she felt too alive to care, too treasured to mind. Out of nowhere, a soft purr erupted from her. A sound she'd never made before in her life. The sensation and the emotion behind it were so wonderful. It took her a moment to remember Nikolai Skolov wasn't her savior at all. He says that basically I'm going to 
go murder all these people and let them attack us. He leaves the room and he says, I will lip that. Jesus Christ. I will. (laughs) (laughs) I will rip them limb from limb. Then you will purr for me again and give me your gift and your body. Mm, Yeah. She goes, uh, yeah. Then, of course, she says, I didn't purr for you. Yeah, and he gets mad at her. Mm-hmm. Don't deny what's happening. Oh, she denies it. I think he ends up spanking her a little bit. Then she moans because she kind of is, is into it. He leaves. He locks her in the room so that he can investigate the intruders. So she's alone in the room while he's doing this. She's thinking, let me find this little tracker remover device that he used on me and hide it. So that way I can remove the tracker he put in me and still try to escape. But the whole time she's looking for the tracker thing and trying to hide it, she can hear him fighting on the other side <laughs> of the door. And all his yeah. roaring is like really doing it for her. And she's starting yeah. to slip into a heat and she hates mm. herself because she's like, I gotta get this tracker remover and I gotta stick to the plot. But her body is just overwhelming her at this point. And she can't help it. His roar is just like makes her go straight into an Omega heat. Yeah. (laughs) There were definitely parts of this book that were hot. There are. So now I think it's in his point of view. He gets back to the room. Dahlia has actually made a nest at this point, which I will say as somebody who likes Omegaverse, I appreciated that she had built a nest for this scene because (laughs) sometimes they don't have nests in the scene and it makes me upset. Or it's just something I would like them to have. (laughs) Oh my God, that's so funny. Why do they always have a nest? It's just part of them going into the heat and it's like a breeding thing and so okay if you read some real i've read some really intense omega verse where they build the omega will build the nest and it's her space to take care of and the alpha being in the nest is like a special thing they of course have sex in the nest area and then she stays in there and i've even read some books where she will take all of the alpha's clothing because of the scent and build it into like the walls of the nest. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know, but I also like the purring. So there's, I can't really explain it in this book. There's just a quick reference to it. She's made the nest. She's waiting for him in there for him to come back, but she's waiting. And he refers to it as presenting for him. I didn't really like this wording. I didn't either. It's yeah, kinda, I thought it was gross. It's yeah, it's kind of weird. I guess she's like on all fours. If it was worded differently, maybe it wouldn't have like kind of freaked me out, but it's referred to a couple times as presenting. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I did love this though, because this only fucking happens in romance novels. He's so covered in blood. He's so amped up from killing all those people. He's got to fuck his mate. He's he's there for it. But he doesn't just go straight for the fucking... Of course, he goes down on her first. Like, uh, why, yeah. Why does every sex scene in a romance novel have to start with oral? I don't understand. But yeah, I, for one, am all for the let's just get to it. I don't need that. I'm already there waiting for you. Just give it to me. She's literally there waiting for him. And 
He's said to be in a battle rage. Totally, they were both into a heat situation, but he still has enough wits about him to go down on her first. Okay, fine. But then the second he goes to have sex with her, he slams right into her. Oh my God. Yeah. I guess the only easing into it she got was the oral. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not for the slamming right into you. Yeah. Okay. But she does end up orgasming a lot. Oh. <laughs> yeah and of course mm -hmm. between you know the spanking the alpha telling her what he's going to do to her the, the fight he just had she's practically orgasming before he even gets in her their bonds their bands i should say get a little bit thicker now she's getting them around her wrist and her throat. It was proof of the claiming. He says to her, mine, now and forever. Then she says mm -hmm. his name and she purrs for him. Yes. And he thinks about the purr. He thinks light and delicate, ephemeral as a snowflake on his palm, and yet as beautiful and searing as ice against his skin. Mm. Then he knots her because this is what happens in the Omega verses. So, oh, oh, so the knot always happens because that's another thing I have a hard time with is this knot. Yes. Omega verses usually have knotting. I would, I can't think of one I've read that doesn't have knotting. Okay. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> he, but just, I'm only mentioning it because he's at this point, he knots her. So then they're stuck, to, physically stuck together. And she gets a vision. She gets a vision, but it's not the one that he wants her to have. There's a very specific vision he wants from her. And because she's having a vision that's not the one that he wants, he gets pissed off. And he ends up doing like a lot of spanking to her at this point because he's mad and he wants her to have another vision. So a lot mm -hmm. of time passes here where they're having a lot of sex, a lot of like sexy time slash punishment spanking. And so much so that after a while, his family actually comes to the room to say, come on, buddy, like, it's been a while. You got to come out of this room at some point. Yeah. And she's begging at this point for him to mark her. I, and she's saying, I need it. Please mark me. She's slipped so much into the heat at this point. She's just kind of there. She's like on another plane almost. <laughs> yeah. She's, yeah. So when she kind of comes out of the heat, she's thinking, I can't believe I begged. I can't believe I was in all of these positions with him. I'm so embarrassed, but also it's so hot. So as Nikolai is talking through the door to his family, she starts thinking about how hot he looks. And so she starts to like get aroused again. And he's thinking, you got to stop to the point where he goes to the wall and opens a window so he could breathe air other than her smell. <laughs> Yeah, he needs to cool so down. So funny. Yeah, because both of them are out of control. And he did mark her. He bit her. I don't see why he really needs to mark her at this point, because they already have the tattoo-like bands. But I guess it's just what they do. Yeah. I kind of liked this because this is where we meet his brothers, mm -hmm. which their interaction is very funny. And you can kind of hear him talking in his POV, her listening to him talk to the brothers in their POV. He ends up locking her in. I can't remember what happened, but I guess because she's not having the visions that he wants her to have, he ends up taking her out of this 
room where they've had all this sex and he ends up actually taking her to what is essentially a prison cell and well, locking he her in it. He tells her every time every time she quote unquote misbehaves he has to punish her and he feels like she's really misbehaving because she's withholding her gift and so yeah he he takes and puts her in this ice cell that's right because he still thinks at this point that she's purposely withholding the visions yeah okay so they are on an ice planet so he does lock her in a cell which is full of ice made of ice uh, i don't know it was cold as fuck yeah and oh before we leave the room the brother that's pounding on the wall on the door says it's been four days mm -hmm. and, and <laughs> the casinos <laughs> the casino that they run where they get their money from is has problems and they're losing money and he's like what the hell four days he didn't even realize that they've been fucking for four days straight even he is surprised yes yeah mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. he he does he when he gets mad at her he takes her to this ice thing that i would be like oh my god this is awful she gets left in that ice cell nikolai goes back to the doctor to figure out what the hell is happening why isn't she having the visions i want the doctor mm -hmm. at this point says Perhaps a lack of happiness rather than a <laughs> deliberate block is what is keeping you from being able to access the Omega's visions in a reliable manner. And then he thinks, I'm basically fucked at this point because she hates me because I'm yeah. an asshole. And now the one thing the doctor is suggesting I can never give to her. It's too late. So her dilemma in this thing is that... He wants her to have a vision of the past showing her father killing her mo his mother and the twins so that this vision will be projected into the heads of the other people in the brotherhood as proof that he is in fact the person that murdered them. And she does not want to do this because if she shows this vision to the brotherhood, everyone in her family as punishment for the father, everyone in her family will be slaughtered, including her mother and her sister. And she does not want to be responsible for that happening. Mm -hmm. That goes against everything she's been working for her whole life. The, yeah. Her only goal in life was to save her sister and her mom. So she's thinking, if I show this vision, I'm signing their death warrants. She herself right. would be exempt from it because now she's part of Nikolai's family. So she yes. wouldn't have any consequences, but her mom and her sister would. So the doctor suggests to him that you be nice. Start being nice to her instead of being a total asshole i i cannot believe this my computer is saying oh we have to start scanning soon hmm. <laughs> I, just, I don't know what that I means but okay i okay, guess if we lose connection we'll do something yeah i think i delayed it but i don't know what i'm doing so go ahead okay <laughs> While Dahlia is in this ice cell, another Omega shows up with food and water. This Omega is actually Nikolai's sister, Anya. Her relationship with Anya is good. She likes her. And 
Anya's trying to be nice by bringing her food and water. This was a good interaction for them. And you get to see how Anya is treated as an Omega in this family of Alphas. Because Nikolai's an Alpha, but so are his two brothers. Right. So you get to kind of understand Nikolai and the brothers' treatment of other Omegas. Because I think this is the only other Omega Dahlia has met at this point. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Besides her sister. Her sister is also... Oh, no, I meant, I just meant from Nikolai's family. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah. So when a Anya leaves, Dahlia takes the glass of water. She pours it over her head. And I think she lays down naked directly on the ice. Because at this yeah, because point, she just wants to actually kill herself. Yeah, rather than betray her family, she's going to kill herself. And this is how she's going to do it. She thinks at this point, she's so desperate to save her mom and her sister that if she is out of the equation, then Nikolai won't be able to use her visions against her family. Yeah, So then this is her solution. She wakes up in the next chapter in Nikolai's arms freezing in and out of he's consciousness yes. he's really pissed off it takes her a while to recover but she finally wakes up enough that she's able to have coherent thoughts and be a little refreshed but she's actually chained to the bed in the hospital mm -hmm. and he's pissed off at her but then she's what awake for maybe five minutes at this point and he goes to fuck her <laughs> yeah because he he can't be away from her he has to have it he's so mad but he's also so relieved that she's okay that he really wants to have sex with her i did appreciate this i thought it was very funny so she's actually chained to a bed like a hospital bed so she's got a heart monitor on i guess and so a bunch mm -hmm. of people run into the room to ask why her heart monitor is going off like it is. And that's how their sexy times are interrupted. He says soon, it's gonna happen soon, but not now. He does show her some surveillance footage of her sister, some live surveillance footage. And he makes Dahlia agree to never attempt to harm herself again. And in exchange for her agreeing, he says that he will rescue the sister and put the sister basically in a witness protection program. So, yeah, because he has a spot in there that can talk to the sister mm -hmm. who's undercover. And this is how he's going to get her to cooperate. Which is a good solution because at least one of her family members is going to be safe. But she is still worried about her mom. Mm -hmm. She agrees, of course. So the sister gets taken off to her witness protection program. He lets Dahlia recover for four days before he basically can't handle it anymore. And he's got to fuck her right now. Four days without his Omega is four days too long, apparently. He still needs to punish her. This was really dark, this part, when it started because it talks about how... Talks about how, like, the punishment for an Omega is actually maiming. Yeah, I got oh, scared. Like, yeah, I did too. I was like, oh, fuck. He says, an eye for an eye, an evening of the score. Um, he says, not a part of the body that would be useful to me, but something to remind you. And then, But then he says, that's not the kind of punishment I have in mind for you. And he Thank says, God. I would... 
Whew, yeah. It says, I would never harm anything so beautiful, but a lesson is in order. One that makes you think long and hard before you endanger yourself again. One that reminds you of exactly what is between us and what your rash action almost stole from us forever. At this point, he makes her bear herself to him and he ends up taking a hairbrush, hitting her with it five yeah, he times. Spanks her. He yeah. Spanks her. Thought, yeah. I'm like, oh, he's her punishment's gonna be spanking with this hairbrush, but oh no. That's mm -hmm. not it. <laughs> That's just the beginning. Yes. So he spanks her five times with the hairbrush because she actually did die. This is where yeah. we find out she did actually die. And it took them five minutes to revive her. So he spanks her five times for the five minutes that she was technically dead. Mm -hmm. Then he takes it one step further after he spanked her. Now he's going to fuck her for five hours and not let her orgasm. I actually liked this part. It was killing me, but I liked this part because he wouldn't allow himself to orgasm either. So he was not only punishing her for trying to kill herself by not letting her orgasm, he's punishing himself so that he remembers that he needs to be nicer to her. So it's not just her that's being punished. It's him too. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. So one of my highlights from this chapter was he was demonstrating that his determination to keep her alive came before his pleasure and hers every time. For an Omega who'd been told her entire life that all an Alpha cared for in the end was what he could gain through his cock mm -hmm. and his fists, his lesson was a shocking one. It shattered her and gave her hope. Mm -hmm. And he's, he calls her good Omega and obedient Omega, of course. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not dying in this book. I'm dying. <laughs> There's an entire, the entire chapter is sex, like punishment sex. When the yeah. timer finally goes off, he starts having sex with her. He lets her come. Of course, mm -hmm. her orgasm is so mind-blowing that it triggers another vision in the mm -hmm. middle of them having sex. Yes. But this was still not the vision that he wanted. And to me, I'm thinking, if you're having a vision in the middle of sex, I feel like that would be a mood killer. But I guess it yeah. wasn't too bad. He finally stops fucking her long enough to feed her and she gets yet another vision. So I'm thinking this have to be happy to have a vision theory was correct because food and orgasms would make anybody happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he tells her while he's fucking her, you will never leave me again. Yeah. Tell me Omega. And she goes, I won't, I swear. And he says to her, you feel so good around my cock, like home. Like, yeah. Oh. It's sweet and hot. Yeah. And the bonds, the, the markings around her wrist and her throat start to throb even more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, maybe this punishment isn't so bad. So they go from having really good hot sex. They seem to be getting along a little bit better. He feeds her. But then, like I said, him feeding her, then she had that other vision. This time, the vision she had was something that was very embarrassing for him. And he yeah. gets very mad when she has that vision because he doesn't want her to tell people about it. 
He doesn't want her pity. He's an alpha, so of course he's supposed to be like big and macho, whatever. Yeah, and and she's trying to tell him, I I don't have control over what I see. These, These visions just happen. It's not like I'm picking them. But he's so pissed off that he ends up yelling at her. He says some really mean shit to her. He takes her somewhere so that she can be separated from him. And the next time they actually interact with each other is at dinner. And this dinner is very awkward. Yeah, that's an understatement and a half. He's at the table, of course. She's at the table. His whole family is at the table. And nobody is talking to her or even acknowledging her. And yeah, she's like looking down at her, pushing her food around her plate, basically. Because she had hoped, in her mind, she had hoped that they were going to Maybe he wasn't all that bad. Maybe they were going to have this connection. Everything's going to be fine. But then when he started yelling at her for having that vision, she's like, I'm an idiot for ever thinking that. And she's heartbroken. And and she is crushed. And Mm -hmm. it's apparent while she's sitting there, he, he knows that she is devastated. And no one in his family will speak to her because they all hate her. Because his fa- her father killed his father and apparently his mother and the twins. It's not her fault. Totally. I liked that the dinner interaction was told from his point of view. Because mm-hmm. he realizes at the table that he fucked up. And the yeah. fact that nobody at the table is talking to her is his fault. Because he's also not talking to her. He's not even acknowledging that she exists. So everyone's just going by his example and ignoring her also. But he doesn't want it to be like that because she is his fated mate. He does finally talk to her about something totally random. Like, how do you like the food? Which made me well, think... Well, he says... Go ahead, I'm sorry. It, him talking to her about the food made me think about that super awkward dinner conversation in Pride and Prejudice when the guy's <laughs> all, what excellent boiled potatoes. Because <laughs> it's such a reach yeah. for a topic of conversation, but it works. Well, he's, yeah, he calls her, he says Omega, and... She's surprised that he's speaking to her. And she's like, yes. And in his mind, he goes, oh, God, now I have to think of something to say. (laughs) (laughs) That's where that comes. He's like, how do you like the main dish? It's a local favorite. Mm -hmm. She's like, she's like surprised. And she's all, it's good. And he goes, excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's all very awkward. Mm -hmm. He does get into a fight with his family at the table over her because I think he said something about having the chef cook some local cuisine from her home planet. Then of course the brothers hate that idea. He does sort of like an undercover apology to her. So that way he's not flat out apologizing to her, but she knows what he means. And she's very surprised because Alpha's never apologized to Omega's. Yeah. So it really catches her brother, off guard. Yeah. And his, one of his brothers is named Alexi and the other is named Damien or Damon. And he yells, he's so pissed. He, he starts yelling. I don't even know why she's at the table. She's not a fucking guest. She's a prisoner. She's a pawn. 
he says all these horrible things meant to be used and abused and then put out of her fucking misery. And that's when Nikolai loses it and starts screaming, that's enough. Uh, his he, brothers don't like her. They're not they're not on board with him actually liking the Omega. That's his fated mate. Yeah, he he jump Nikolai pushes the table, his chair back, and it skids across the floor. He's so pissed when he stands up. And then Maxim is one of his brothers. And Alexi, they're they're watching. Damien's defiant. And the sister, Anya's terrified. While the Omega just looks crushed. And he puts his brothers in his pl- their place and says, I don't know where you get off thinking you get any opinion in my life. He flat out tells them, if you don't like it, challenge me. Otherwise, shut the fuck up because I'm the alpha here of the family. Yeah. he's done. He spent his whole life, because he was the oldest, protecting his brothers and sister and feeding them and sacrifice so much to protect them and get them in a position of power and a seat with the brotherhood. He calls her, this is what really satisfies her. When he's yelling at them, he says, she is my prime Omega and my fated mate. And she is a fucking slow, but uh, how do you say their name? Scoval, I think. Skolov? Skolov now, yeah. She's not going anywhere ever. You don't like it? Shut up. Mm-hmm. Hot. <laughs> yeah, and that's when she her eyes are bugging out of her head, and she is shocked that he said that about her. Mm-hmm. To be a prime Omega is an honor. Yes. Of course, she accepts his apology. Who wouldn't? Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't? That's yeah. right. He also offers her a new room, and he says he also has another surprise for her. She asks if she can speak to her mom, and he actually agrees. Uh, We get to see her interact with her mom. Her mom's a total bitch. Oh, my God. I could not believe what I was hearing. Yeah, the mom's horrible. A couple random things happen in the next chapter or two that are kind of set up for the next books in the series. Not super important to this one. Then we find out that his surprise for her is actually a greenhouse. Because I love it. You know me and plants. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, I love this man. They do live on an ice planet. She didn't come from this planet. She's from somewhere else. So he's had this greenhouse and he's been getting all these plants from all these different areas to put in the greenhouse. Of course, that makes her super happy. So she has another vision. But this vision (laughs) is of his mother interacting with someone. So then at this point, I was kind of confused by her visions because I thought they were memories of the person she was with. But I guess her visions are actually just memories in general of things that have happened because up until now, didn't she only have visions of things that happened to Nikolai? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So this this is why I was a little confused. Yes. But he, obviously she can have visions of other things because he wants her to have the vision of his mother being murdered by her father. And Nikolai was not there when that happened. 
that's why I didn't understand why he was so confident that she would be able to have a vision of something that happened when neither one of them were there. Because up until this point, that's never happened for her. Oh, I, I just assumed a vision's a vision. Mm, and okay. it didn't necessarily have to be him. So I, I was not surprised when this happened. Okay. Well, I was kind of like confused up until this mm -hmm. point. And then when she finally had this vision of something that the his mom did when neither of them was around, I was like, oh, okay. So she can have visions of things or memories of things that have happened outside of her or his personal experience. Anyways, this vision basically triggers her to pass out, I guess. So they have to go back to the fucking doctor. <laughs> yes. Again. Yeah, and he freaks out because she passed out. Mm hmm This point, they go to the doctor. This poor doctor, I swear to God. He's the... hilarious. <laughs> At this point, the doctor says, fresh air, relaxation, play anything besides death and revenge and gifts and then nikolai <laughs> thinks for hell's sake who the fuck had time for that yeah i loved their interactions yeah i do too because uh, you know the doctor's trying to help her and the uh, nikolai's losing his mind and he's yelling at him don't look at her He's like, he's trying to keep his head down while he's trying to work on <laughs> this her. This poor doctor. It's, yeah, I know. <laughs> and he's trying to give him the best advice he can that, you know, make her happy. Mm -hmm. Make her feel like she's important to you and leave her alone and let her rest up. At this point, he's only made her happy by fucking her senseless and feeding her. But now the doctor's like, yeah, but the doctor's like, you gotta you know, expand your horizons here. Yeah. Some like relax a little bit. Don't just have this constant bombardment of must have visions at all times. Right. So his decision is that he's going to take her sledding. Basically. I can't remember exactly what they did, but it was some snow. Yeah. Activity she event. Right. He, she wants to, go outside i guess she's never been in the snow and he his he if i could talk him and his siblings because they were hiding up in these snowy mountains to entertain themselves would go slay sledding down the mountain and so he's like okay i'm gonna take you to do this because it was fun yes and yeah it would be fun so she is having fun she's happy but of course this triggers another vision and mm -hmm, of course she's had the vision out in public now so she's a little worried that he's gonna get mad and yeah see, like other people will see this vision but he's actually not that mad at her so that's okay at this point things get a little tricky because they can't really figure out who killed his mom and his twin younger siblings they kind of think that there might actually be another enemy other than olan and that maybe olan wasn't working alone and that there's some now unknown person they should be looking for right so now they're trying to figure out about olan murdering the family 
And then this bigger mystery, who is behind all this? He finally fucking realizes that she means a lot more to him than just the vision and the revenge. Which is like freaking finally. Okay, good. Yeah, fine. Yeah, okay. Yes. She ends up speaking to her mom again. The mom tells her that Nikolai killed her father and her sister. But Dahlia yeah. doesn't believe her because <clears throat> she knows that her sister is off in the witness protection program. But the mom warns her that the brotherhood believes that Nikolai killed Olan, which is a violation of the brotherhood agreement. And right. so that the brotherhood is now going to be investigating that. And they were in a temporary peace treaty, true sort of situation that Olan's murder is going to be a violation of that, that Nikolai is going to be blamed for. And now the brotherhood is going to want to murder Nikolai and his whole family. This brotherhood is very big on killing the person responsible and everybody else around. Yeah. I think, yeah. That was <laughs> every that time was crazy. Every time. Yeah. So Nikolai ends up making her and his brothers leave because He'll stay behind to face the Brotherhood, but he doesn't want them to get murdered. He even sends the doctor with them. I know. He pays the doctor something ridiculous, like 10 million credits to take care of her and to stay on for like the first year just in case she's pregnant and yeah. take care of her. Like, oh, mm -hmm. that's so sweet. But of course, Dahlia insists on going back. She says that she can, uh, she can now, she insists, have the vision that Nikolai always wanted and there's nothing to stop her and she just needs to go back. She was very confident in her abilities, even though up until this point, she's never been able to force herself to have a particular vision. Yeah, but we see her evolve a lot from the beginning of this book where she was just, you know, wimpy and doing had no backbone to standing up for herself mm -hmm. to this point so i think this is the culmination of her evolving into the person she is now partially because of herself and because of the alpha has made her feel worth like she is worth yes okay absolutely i agree she does go back she does get the vision that he wanted the whole time. It actually turns out that it was her mother who murdered Nikolai's mom, not the dad. So they do figure out who was responsible for Nikolai's mother's death. It just doesn't turn out to be the person he thought it was the whole time. There's some Yeah, sort that was of, shocking. Was it though? Were you shocked? Because I wasn't shocked. Well, she thinks she's going to take over and have all this power and I don't know how she thinks that's going to happen because for one, isn't she an Omega? Omegas never have power, correct? Correct. She is an okay. Omega and she's been working with that mysterious other enemy person this whole time, but she even admits that she doesn't know who it is. She's never actually met this person face yes. to face. Yeah, so that's really stupid that she's doing the bidding for this person. 
Mm-hmm. And can, can we say the other thing that she saw in this vision besides the mom being the one that killed his mother? The sure. person that she, isn't it the person that she was working with took the twins. Yes. So the twins did not die in the fire. Thank God, because I was like, oh, my God, there's babies in the room. And in this book, they killed them. This is horrible. This is beyond dark. Mm hmm. But they're not dead. Someone else has them. And now that's another thing that's I guess we're going to find out in the subsequent books in the series. Mm-hmm. So sorry. It's okay. <laughs> so this is a lot of setup for the next books. The I think the mom ends up getting away, right? So... Yeah, so at least the Brotherhood now knows that Brotherhood shows up and they're battle they battle with the mom, but the mom gets away. Yeah, so mom gets away. Brotherhood arrives after the battle they had with the mom, but it's okay because the Brotherhood was able to see the vision that Dahlia projected mm-hmm. into everybody's brain. Mystery of the twins in future books, who is the main puppet master in future books. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things kind of left unresolved here, but them as a couple are in a pretty good spot, I guess. Yes. So in the epilogue, Dahlia has had another vision and this vision has of course sent her back to the doctors and Nikolai is really mad that she's trying so hard to find her mother in order to help his family and that yeah, she he thinks goes, he thinks that's why she's back at the doctor and he's like freaks out when he finds out that she's at the doctor and goes running down there correct yes but <laughs> turns out she's at the doctor because sure she did have some problems with the vision but she's actually pregnant yes. so that's why she's at the doctor just to get checked out yes and i love the way that this book ended because he's like I have to punish you again for, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yes. He he punishes her again. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. He says, don't think I've forgotten the little matter of your disobedience. I waited 10 minutes without a word of where you were. So neither of us is going to be coming for twice that long. I'm hoping that's enough to remind you that it's not just you who suffers when you risk yourself. Mm -hmm. And she just says, yes, Alpha. So sweet. It Mm -hmm. is funny. I loved it. All right. Yeah. So that's the end of the book. That is the end of the book. So what did you think? I know you don't really like Omegaverse, but was this okay? Was it too dark? What? It was really, it was hard for me to read because I, I don't like the, abuse i grew up in a really abusive household and so it's it's a trigger for me so the instant that starts happening to her i start freaking out a little but i love the fact i love the way their story developed it there were parts in this book that were super hot i gotta tell you but i was like oh uh, parts that i didn't want to read and but parts that were super hot i loved the fact that even though he's the alpha and she's the omega, like I said before, when he punishes her, he's punishing himself too. 
mm-hmm. to, as I a reminder like that, that yeah, as a reminder that he needs to be kinder to her, better to her. I did like this book. I probably would give this book four wet panties. Wow. Okay. I'm very happy to hear that. I was <laughs> I was a little nervous. Yeah. I'm like, I know you don't really like Omegaverse. This was very dark. There was it's very high anxiety for me, even. Plenty of times where I'm reading it and I'm like, oh fuck, like he's gonna force her to have sex at the beginning of the book to force the vision. He didn't, thank God. When the hairbrush scene happened, I didn't think he was going to spank her with the hairbrush. So I got real nervous. Like, what's he doing with that hairbrush? (laughs) Yeah. Like, you never know. This is dark. As somebody that right now at this point in my life is dealing with a shit ton of anxiety and having to listen to wellness tapes every night before I go to sleep to help me manage my anxiety, this, (laughs) like, should I really be reading this book right now? Because my anxiety level is already up there and this book really pushed it up there. Yes. It would do that to you right from the beginning. The first, first four chapters were, I was on the edge of my seat, like, holy shit. Craziness. Yeah. You even told me don't read this before you go to sleep, but you know, I have to read it so that I'm done. And I think that's when I texted you and said, I'm not going to be highlighting anything in this book. I'm not going to have any notes for me to get through this book. I just need to read, 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 and I'm going to use your notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's the only way I knew I could get through it. But I did really like the book. What, what is your rating? I'd probably give this four and a half. I don't really have many complaints about this book. I thought the mom being the one that actually killed the other mom was predictable. Mm. But otherwise, I did really like it. The presenting herself thing was kind of icky. But yeah, there was I didn't like a that. lot of hotness to make up for it. Yeah. It sets up the future books pretty well. So, yeah, I liked it. I- I'm glad we picked it. and especially because this book was not on KU. So we had to pay for it. And I, I hate when we pay for it and we don't like it. So. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even realize I'm like, okay, this is the next book download. I think it was That's like 99 cents. So it wasn't super expensive. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this was a good find. Yeah. I would recommend this book. I've never read this author before. I probably am going to read the next book. Did you already read the next book? I started reading the next book. That's the book that I told you I got to like 50% in. And then for some reason, it was just not keeping my attention. So I had to stop reading it. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm sure I will finish it later. Book two is one of the brothers. And he is basically searching for the twins for the most part still it's still continuing book one but it's with a different couple so it's one of the brothers i kind of liked in book two that the brother's mate is not a human so it's another alien so it's two aliens together which usually doesn't happen in these sorts of books is she but this book she wasn't a human was she no she wasn't so i don't know why i just said that because duh she wasn't human either but 
for some reason, the girl in the next book seems much more alien to me than this girl did. I do have to say there are a lot of times when I think to myself, why are these mates always human? These books can be just as hot and just as sexy with alien couples. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Okay. All right. So yeah, good find for us. And our, should I announce the next book? Yes, absolutely. The next book is The Dragon King's Mate by Lola Glass. And I, I am taking notes while I'm reading this book. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to do for the rest of the day? I have to do some PTA stuff, but otherwise no, just kind of relax. Yeah, so... I'm going to call the travel agent for our Scotland trip. Mm -hmm. I've been doing research online, uh, different areas in Scotland. I realize I have to start getting out more and hanging out where there are people because we're going to go on this trip after I, I love staying home. So I stay home a lot and we're going to go on this vacation and we're going to be in a crowd and I'm going to be overwhelmed because I'm, empathic i get overwhelmed really easily when i'm in a crowd of people so i gotta start wor working on that and walking more or else you're gonna be pushing me around in a wheelchair or else we're gonna have to get one of those rolly things like with the brakes on it for me <laughs> i need to get in shape uh yeah i need to do the same thing basically yeah okay we're gonna talk offline about how we're going to do that. I didn't say I was going to. I said I need to. Come on. <laughs> yes, a you big are. I know. <laughs> I, we're going to have to talk. <laughs> Jeez. I'm going to force you. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm excited to hear back from you as to how it goes with the uh, travel agent. Did you did you get an email yet about the what the happenings of this reading thing? Oh, I did. Just a minute. Yeah, we need, we need to talk yes. about that. This is I important. To, people, listen up. I need to put this on a post-it because we were supposed to talk about this, but I got so wrapped up in the book that I forgot. Okay, so in Scotland in October of next year. There's actually going to be a reader's retreat. How exciting. It's very exciting. So yes, the reader's retreat is being held by the Smutty Book Realm. And it is a bookish haven event. It's going to be held Friday, October 6th, 2023 to Monday, October 9th, 2023. It's going to be in Scotland, like I said. Venue has not been picked yet, but the email that we got says that you should relax in the serene, idyllic, and relaxing views of Scotland as you delve into your favorite literary masterpieces. Share a book with a friend and maybe make new ones. Yeah, definitely. And I found out about this from my buddy. Trev in Scotland. 
Who would have thought with my, uh, she's the one that told me that uh, prostitution is illegal in Scotland. So she is looking out for me, but I did tell her we're going to bring enough money for bail. Um, and that's fine too. And I think this is limited to like 40 or 44 people. Yes. There's a limit. She did say that it was limited. I'm trying to find the info for the Facebook group so that I could say what the name of the Facebook group is. I think it might just be the smutty book realm. Yeah, that is the Facebook, I believe. And you need to put it on our Instagram too, because I want to help. I want to help Trev. Yeah, it is called the smutty book realm. So if you go on Facebook, you could join that group. That's just a reader's group, but that's where they're posting stuff about the retreat. And I think you have to be part of that Facebook group to be able to participate in this. And I think it's hilarious that this is the thing that is pushing me over the edge to finally say, you know what, we're going to, we're going to do this. It does say in the Facebook group that the event will be close to Edinburgh. So that way you could stay there and then travel in to wherever the location is for the retreat. So I don't know. Kind of exciting. I know nothing about Scotland. It looks very pretty in pictures. I told you literally, I don't care where we go because I have no knowledge of Scotland. I can't even say that I have a destination I want to see. Um, other than everything, because it looks really cool. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely places. I spent a lot of time online yesterday uh, looking at places, and I I figure we're going to fly into Edinburgh, and then we're we're going to have to go to a couple of castle tours. I want to go to the Royal Botanic Gardens that are like over three hundred years old. I can't wait. I love gardens and. Mm-hmm. Inverness. And the other thing is I, the only reason I even know about a lot of these places like Inverg and Inverness is because of the, the Viking shows and the, the last kingdom, you know, there's a lot of shows that I watch and have become kind of educated me on the what's what and who's who of the Scotland and Scotland area. And Mm -hmm. yes, my obsession with Scottish men. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, uh, I saw pictures while I was looking at travel agents and tour places of men in kilts. Okay. (laughs) Like, here we go. It's happening. So yeah, I I'm looking into places that we need to check out, but you should kind of look at stuff too. Okay. I'll send yes. you, I'll send you stuff as I find it. Okay. I like it. I already told you to make All the right. tickets one way. So <laughs> yeah, for both of us or just me, I, I meant for me, but sure. Yeah. I, I meant well, make my def- ticket one way. <laughs> oh yeah. After I sent you that one, the one picture, you're like, Oh great. Make these one way tickets. I'm like, I would don't mm-hmm. tempt me. Yeah. Well, okay, wish us luck, and I'm sure we'll have an update on what you find out in the next podcast. Yeah, and we'll be talking about this trip again, too. Because I told Trev that we we would. Yeah. (laughs) She's my my new BFF Scottish friend. I like it. All right. 
Okay, babe, you have a great day. I'm going to go All eat right. something. I'm starving. Yeah, me too. All right. Have fun. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books Podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com. And check the show notes for a link to all of our social media.